ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the podcast. That sound you heard was John clapping as he said, the podcast. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard. I get excited. He does. And I do as well. And I hope you do. The podcast, hosted by theturtleroom.com. I am John. And I am Tony. And Tony is a big, dumb animal. And he, you should see him, folks. We're recording in our new state-of-the-art studio. It's a Toyota Celica. And Tony looks very uncomfortable. We're both big guys. We're enormous humans. And to be in this Toyota recording right now is absurd. Right. And that's what we do for you and for our little friends, uh, the Herps. We do it for the Herps. It's really why we're doing this. Yes. Um, we wanted to just kind of give you guys a background um, on what, who we are and what we are about. So we're going to talk about some of the animals um, in generalized that we have kept in the past, that we're keeping now, and what we'd like to keep in the future. All right, the day that I was born, it was a, a warm day. Too, too soon? It was too You're soon. Too soon. Can you stop calling me an idiot? I'm having. I'm. A, I'm. We're, we're doing a podcast. You're doing it's a fun. wonderful. You're doing a wonderful <laughs> job. But I'm going to call you an idiot if you act like one. All right, fair enough. I'm sorry, and <clears> I hope <throat> you do the same for me. You are. You called me a big dumb animal like four seconds ago. I know. It was you know more like true. forty seconds. Well, ago. I was trying to get to how how stupid you look. Not about I'm how sure. your brain. Not as stupid as I feel right now. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna put it put each other down a little bit and we'll get through it. Okay, it's just an, another day for All us. Right. And if not, then we're gonna have a front seat fight. Oh, if you hear any more smacks? It's not from clapping, folks. Oh my gosh! All right, so um, no, we we both got into the you know and we both started liking reptiles and uh and got into herpeticulture even before we knew that that was a word. Yeah, definitely. Um, it starts generally, how did it start for you, Tony? It started in a, as a... Um, it probably goes back to a bit of a, uh, PTSD type moment where, well, I, I lost an aunt that was really important to me, um, at a young age. I was, um, I was nine years old when she died and she was 23. So she was my mother's younger sister. She was really influential in my life. And anyways, she took me to catch turtles all the time, starting when I was probably around five or six years old. And my first um, pet turtle was a eastern painted turtle, Chrysemis picta picta, which, uh, um, yeah, which was an amazing turtle. And um, I just, I, those moments. What was his name? The, I don't even remember. Hmm. I don't even remember. I ended up having so many. I don't yeah. even know if it had a name that I named it. I'm sure I did, but I don't remember. Well, they say if you name them, then you get more attached. I just can remember the vision of that turtle. How old were you? Five or six. Five or six, wow. Yeah, yeah. Cool. And the turtle didn't mean anything to anyone else that I could remember in the family, but it did to me. Right. So. Well, there's they a, kept it there's around a lot of things for like me. that. They kept it around for me. But, um, yeah, so I remember those moments as such a special time for me, family time, and also just being outside in nature and on warm days and things like that really means a lot to me. I can concur with that. I think a lot of people... Probably, do. I mean, that's such a, it's a thing that people don't spend enough time doing, just going out and hanging out in, on grass. Right. You know what I mean? Um, Collecting animals from the wild, though, probably not a great thing to do, but it right. will continue to be done no matter a, what right. As a kid, you don't, you know. Whether there's laws or not. You know what, I'll, I'll sacrifice the eastern painter that you probably killed yeah. for what you're doing now. Have you ever read Five People You Meet probably in Heaven? True. Uh, no, that was a, it's book. a book. So you, of course you haven't, you haven't gotten to that one. Y you gave me that book. Oh, did I? 
Yeah, oh, that was a good book. But the, the point of that book was that he, you know, he he made a mistake when he was when he was a small boy, and uh, and he basically his through his life cycle he he was paying back that mistake for a long time. So, I just connected this in my head as we were going. Along That's pretty here. good. That's pretty we, good work. Right. What we're doing now could be because of the the. For me, it was a salamander that I didn't. I was a little three-legged salamander. True story. Three-legged salamander. I swear to God, three-legged salamander. Little one of the little red guys. Don't know what it's called. Don't know what the uh, what the specific species is. But uh, we always were catching salamanders and uh, and newts, mm-hmm. and uh, not knowing which of them they were or called, and then we put them in, um, put them in a bowl, and they would slowly die. We actually, I remember specifically, we, there was one that got out of the, we didn't, there was no, it was no top to it. Mm-hmm. It was me and my dad would go, you know, we'd do stuff. We also went to the reptile expos mm-hmm. when we were very young. We got to, uh, I got to, uh, to skip church on Sundays and go with him because he was a, he was also a heathen uh, right. at the time. So he would, <laughs> he would, he would lure me away and we'd go uh, look at snakes. Oh, but, um, I think was, most people, I think most people do that though. I mean, I mean the, the vast majority what? of us start with. Uh, a mistake or many mistakes oh, right, and, right. and learn over time right. and and hopefully learn better and do better over time. Right. And if you're listening, you shouldn't feel bad about the mistakes that you've made. Yeah. You just learn from them. Oh, I've made so many mistakes that I'm right. just not even going to bring up because there are too many and right, like I'd that, be too embarrassed. Right. Like when you try to go to, to clown college, it was a mistake. That was a mistake. You know, yeah. not, I mean, not, you're an excellent juggler. Self-taught. I'm, I'm still... Self-taught juggler. Large feet as well, but I'm <laughs> still true. paying back those student loans, so... Right. That's, of course, not, not true. No one, uh, no one no one, thinks about that when you're applying to clown college, how long you're going to be paying for school. Um, so what was the first thing that you would say was like, uh, you know, you, that you knew, you knew what was going on, you kept seriously? What was your first project? Would that be when we were living together? Yeah, yeah, probably, um, probably alligator snapping turtles. Alligator snapping turtles, beautiful animal. Yeah, the 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 need to provide uh, proper accommodations and their large size and um, specialized feeding habits uh, made it so you needed to research, and that's when I started doing my my first real research. I always like to read books and and things like that, but as a kid, but you know. Not not really delve into into you know attaining real knowledge on on the subject right until it was those uh, until those uh, alligator snappers came into my uh, came into my life right and that changed both our of life. our lives yeah to be perfectly honest because I was the same way I was like oh man this is this is great and this is feasible this is something that we could do we can keep animals we were in college at the time together yep. living together and I said oh wait this is something that is because I always was nervous that I wouldn't be able to you know, like you don't have time for a dog, you right. know, you, you, because it's just too, you have to walk it seven times a day or you have mm-hmm. to let it go out in the backyard like you do with your dogs. I was always nervous that I wouldn't have the time, but I, you realize that, you know, it, it doesn't take that much time. You have to put a lot of time into it and you have to research it, but it's not like, you know, on a daily basis, you can, you can care for an animal really well with, you know, an hour of your day. Even for my 30 some odd turtles and tortoises that I have right now. It's it's usually a half hour in the morning and an hour at night, probably average that I put into it. On weekends, I try to do more of the chores that I need to do. Right. But the maintenance for those thirty animals takes, you know, and you're talking about thirty about a, animals, right? It takes about an hour. You have an inordinately large amount of right of pets, especially for the area that we live in and all that. It's tougher up here with the cold environment, with with the right, and we're and everything and, inside, everything needs filtration, right? And this goes you know. very well into what we're into now. Yeah, yeah. 
We're, we're, we're also, I, I, I want to mention, um, my, my early stuff too, but we can get back to that. So what's, what are, we're going into, um, what, what are we keeping now? Okay. What are, what are our projects now? Tony, take it, take it away. What's, you want me to share? Yeah. We'll share, share, Please. share one of the, one of our, one of our projects that we're doing together. Oh, the project that we're working on together is, um, the project that's most, uh, near and dear to my heart. Um, John and I went in together, uh, financially in the acquisition of uh, a group of, uh, Malagasy, uh, common spider tortoises, um, Pyxis arachnoides arachnoides, which is a critically endangered species. It's, um, a dwarf species, very small tortoise, um, one of four tortoises endemic to Madagascar, all four of which are, um, critically endangered, um, they are no longer imported and haven't been for about 15 years, and they're just extremely rare, extremely important. They why, are, why, how did we get into them? Well, um, through research, um, figuring out what species could work well, um, given our climate and our part of the country that we're in, um, as much as, you know, I'd love to work with, uh, Sulcatas or leopard tortoises or um, Burmese mountain tortoises or uh, radiateds even for that matter. They all get, they all really get too big to set up a good uh, northeastern. Yeah, a, a, a good setup for them in, in a northeastern climate where you can have more than one or two. And, and the point of this is to set up a group where you can create new baby tortoises to help you know, to help the population. Right. You want to see the benefit should be for the species. It right. shouldn't be so that you have something cool. The whole thought with the captive, um, breeding efforts is that if you can buy captive bred individuals, which undoubtedly do better in, um, in captivity and just in general for the long haul, then why would you risk, uh, smuggling in animals? Right. If, you know, if they're already well established, there's some good examples of that, like um, the Vietnamese or Anam um, leaf turtle, uh, Moremis, and Anemsis, which was extinct in the wild and is now thirty dollars, um, you know, to buy. Um, and uh, the Sulcata tortoise, Centrocelli Sulcata, which so many people know. Um, as a common species here, but is actually endangered in the wild and um, has been, um, is extinct in many areas where it used to um, be very common. Right, and these are and these are good things that were, you know, these species are, in some way or, or another, are that's the goal. Are, are keeping going. I never, th I don't think so, um, uh, spider tortoises will ever be common because they lay one egg at a time. Right, but um, they're they're great for our. Uh, they're actually great as, as captive bred individuals. Um, they're actually great for, um, the terrarium and, um, for captive situations, zoo situations, things like that. Um, and, uh, given our, um, cold climate, uh, that's, that made them a prime, right. a prime choice for us. Right. And, um, uh, as far as other, obviously you're used to, like you said, you're keeping about 30, turtles and tortoises right now mm -hmm. um what are some other uh the, the cold climates more specific i mean I'm, most of them are yeah i believe right but um 
what what are the other some of the other ones? Just quickly give give us a list. I'm working with some cold climb um, cold tolerant um, pond species. Um, those species include the spotted turtle, um, Clemmys guttata, the European pond turtle, Emmys orbicularis, Blanding's turtle, Emmy doidae, Blandingi, and the um, Western pond turtle um, or Actinemys marmorata. Um, those four are the the cold tolerant pond species that we're working with right now. Okay. Everything it, there's a few factors that go into it. It's how in, how endangered they are, how much they need the help, how small they are, the size, and how cold tolerant they are. So usually, if if two of those factors are there, then it, it makes them a good candidate for um, conservation efforts from um, the turtle room for our part of the turtle room. And um, if flitterroom.com, of course, being the website that uh, that hosts this this podcast, and that we are both part of the members. Yes. Um, what I have a this is may seem like a shallow question, but I'm real. I'm actually interested to hear the answer. What would you say is your favorite species that you're keeping right now? Is that a drum roll? Yeah. That's embarrassing. That's a drum roll. Didn't sound like it. I know. Um, my favorite, probably <laughs> that I'm keeping right now, it would it would be the spider tortoises. They they mean a lot to me. They, you know, their their enclosure um, is much larger than necessary for them because they're so small. You can really easily provide an enclosure that's that's really above and beyond. And they're cool. They are cool, and the enclosure is cool. Yeah, and the yeah. enclosure is planted with with succulent plants and and all these other um, greens and things like that. And there's hides, and I mean, it's just it's so rewarding when you see them wake up in the spring when when the weather starts to warm up and they come out and start nibbling on those succulent plants. It's amazing. It's they're they're absolutely gorgeous. So that that would have to be my favorite right now, but uh, hands down. Um, we should mention some of the other. Uh, what are some of the other species that? Uh just the turtle room us personally are not keeping but uh, some of the other important ones that the turtle room is sponsoring there are some pretty uh tremendous species that are being raised I like turtles. come on <laughs> you have to keep doing that that are being raised um in and bred by um the turtle room um the one that we spoke about in another uh podcast being um the forstens tortoise um we have uh, star tortoises, we have Geoemida spengleri, um, which is the black-breasted leaf turtle. Um, map turtles. We have a lot of different map turtles. Steve is really big into map turtles. Um, one species of which is... Uh, That'd be Steve Venders, our homeboy from turtleworm.com. Shout out. Um, he's got the uh, Graptemis uh, ocalifera, which is the... Um, ring map turtle which is Ooh. really exciting yeah so that was um a gift from a very uh dear friend and probably the best person on the planet being someone that tony has emailed with once yeah i've dear never friend. met him in person but we <laughs> email and talk on the phone a lot so all right and what, what what about what about ben benny uh well i, I some of those i know were stuff that he kept what's his specific thing Ben is pretty much known as the um, Indo Testudo guy, and he does amazing stuff for the for the Forstens tortoise. So, okay, um, he um, I believe created the um, American <clears throat> stud book for the Forstens tortoise. So he's the done stu- amazing. What's a what's there. a stud book? Um, the stud book is basically uh, with rare species. There's usually a stud book um, in place, which every animal in uh, a country in question will 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 
be given a number. So my spider tortoises, our sport spider tortoises, for instance, are all given a number. Um, so we can keep track of which ones are breeding and uh, the genetics of the group, wh where they came from, um, to, to help um, maintain you know fresh genetics in the gene pool and, and things like that and, and what happens to animals so that they don't just fall through the cracks and, and get lost. And also just to monitor how things are going. Um, we are going to welcome in a guest to the podcast, okay. a, a new guest. Um, this is, I'm very happy to, to, uh, introduce to everyone for the first time. This is, uh, Vladimir, the Russian tortoise, Agrionemis Horsefieldi. Hello, welcome everybody, thanking you to be here. <laughs> Vladimir, you sound a bit like Borat already, I, I noticed. I do not appreciate the comparison to famous movie and television star Borat, however, is making good, how you say, uh, segue yes. in American, good, is yeah. making good segue into what I am here to talk about. Okay, Vladimir is a little pumped up. Would like to talk about reptile in American cinema. Cinema, of course. American cinema. Motion moving talkie photo picture. Right. Is very recently going to see movie yep. called Skyfall. Skyfall, that's the new James Bond flick. It is. Adele no. did the opening. Skyfall. Very, I don't like Adele very much. No. I prefer the bing bong, bing bong, bing. <laughs> Good one, Borat. Thank you. Very, very nice. You prefer uh, a thinner. Motion. A thinner singer. Uh, you'd be surprised. In Mother Russia, most women have extra layer of meat on bone to make through hard winter in Novosibirsk. <laughs> <laughs> so is my is my physically Adele is very nice, good for perfect you. touch. But you don't prefer her singing. Not fan of song in Skyfall. Basically, is what I'm trying to get at. Okay, so what happened in the movie? Tell me about that. Uh, the movie? Did you see movie? I didn't see it. No. You not watch Skyfall? Why I not? only watch action flicks from the '80s. Of course. If it's not sliced alone, I'm not interested. Yet. <laughs> sliced alone that animal that beat Ivan Drago yeah Ivan Drago oh, yeah. yeah oh good one I'm not big fan of sliced alone <laughs> like how you added a, a bitch at the end of his name anyway it's not added his name you okay. put a Russian star in American movie they have to shorten name to make more palatable for American audience okay his name is Dragovich okay anyway I watching Skyfall to be uh, concerning with American capitalist movies. Yep. And my problem is, obviously, James Bond movie is always the Russian bad guy. Not good. Yeah. And it's not, you know, as Russian tortoise right. myself, I don't appreciate uh, always being bad guy. Reptile, always bad guy. And Russian, always bad guy. Russian tortoise, we painted in very bad light by American movie bitches. Actually, I think I just saw a, a video on Craigslist of a Russian tortoise attacking a city. It was amazing. Is is possible. Is possible. It was amazing. You must be thinking of Boris Wonderovich. Right? And that, that was the Russian tortoise who is, attacked the city? Yes. Is famous in Russian mythology uh, tortoise that is to be attacking large 
area of people living. What is the word? City. Right. Okay. Large area of people living. Anyway, to get the movie, my least favorite part is seen in, I don't know, Tokyo or some Asian country and place where James Bond, your national hero that I don't like is disgrace, is to be having fighting with men and is men falling into pit of Komodo dragon. Okay. Komodo dragon, you are familiar. Oh, yeah. Is uh is is large monitor lizard type of lizard animal. Yes. And is very erroneous. Is erroneous is not word that that Russian speaker would be using in real life, but is erroneous <laughs> way to be presenting Komodo dragon because you're an educated tortoise. Is is true. Is true. I eat very many spinach. which makes smart. <laughs> Um, and dandelion greens is also his favorite. It's not that smart. Is <laughs> is strong bones and muscles because of diet of vegetables. Anyway, uh, Komodo dragon come into motion picture at time of fight and he, how you say gobble up bad guy. Right. Is always reptile is eating somebody is to be scared of making Americans scared of reptile. Yep. Is I is all I really have to say is not a fan. They make Komodo dragon look like uh some type of woman eating Russian dish. Okay. <laughs> is what okay. It, what is quickly good. devouring, yeah. Exactly. Okay, I'm with you. Is like storing up fat for Russian winter for time in gulag, you know. Yeah, the same thing the same thing upsets me, Vladimir. I, I see that I've you know a, a Komodo dragon isn't just going to take down an adult man like that. Exactly. And just devour him. It, you know, it would be a Listen, if you come in, if you marry Sharon Stone, we probably bite foot. Right. Any reptile would. We're not big fans of Sharon Stone movies for similar reasons. Okay. Is to be very typical portrayal of Russian-looking woman. I thought maybe Sharon Stone was still big, a big hot actress over there. So maybe you were jealous. You know, maybe the Komodo Dragon was jealous. We're talking, of course, about how Sharon Stone's husband was bit. He was bit on the foot. Is that right? He was bit and bit and leg, undeserving. Right by a Komodo Dragon. I think you're jealous because you do like Sharon Stone. Is typical Russian-looking woman. Casino. Um, Casino, the movie, just just came out uh, this this past winter in in Russia. It takes much more time to get motion pictures. <laughs> That's fresh. Or Sharon Stone's still right, big over there. Right. We just received. Then how did I see Skyfall? By the way, because <laughs> you're here. It's, uh, right. I, here. I immigrated in the pantaloon leg of a Filipino man. Smuggle me into JFK airport. <laughs> And sail me onto a street corner. You got don't 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 come up with this elaborate story. You got sold. You got His sold backstory. You were sold at PetSmart. Ooh, <laughs> is not oh. is more fun to be oh. bringing backstory with some sense. Right. I am not why. is is Russian thought. This is is true. Is to be sold at Petco because it's very normal to see. Because that's where the pets go. Well, it. I don't appreciate. <laughs> anyway, I have to be getting back to my wall-size poster of Sharon Stone. <laughs> so I shall hopefully return next week or next uh, podcasting episode for when I am to be seeing another reptile or 
hopefully on Russian Dortus, we could use some play uh, in in cinema, and I will I will talk continue to talk to you about that. Thank you, Vladimir. All right, thank you. I'm going to get vodka. I will see you later. <laughs> a Russian tortoise that drinks vodka. My type. My type of animal. Yeah, that was good. That was really interesting. I was. I'm glad that we were able to get uh to to get Vladimir. Vladimir. Was that was Vladimir. Yes. Yeah. That's good. I'm was, glad he came. I'm surprised you were so quiet through that whole. Yeah, you know, I, I feel like talking. I know. I feel like you never see me and Vladimir in the same place. I'm not sure why. Um, okay. So what's next, Clark? Getting Clark Kent. Is that his name? Who? Superman. Yeah. Yeah. I don't understand what that has to do with anything. You just put on a pair of glasses and all of a sudden. No, oh, I get it. I put Vladimir on Vladimir the tortoise. Right. Up. I put on a, a funny babushka hat and, yeah. and and then there's a tortoise. Whoa! Here. There's a tortoise in the driver's oh. seat. All right. Um, well, no. I, I so we wanted to just kind of wrap up uh, talking about our projects, and I just wanted to say, as far as my projects, um, the first thing that I ever when I when I went to the reptile shows as a kid, mm-hmm. I looked at the Brazilian rainbow bow and I said, "Oh my god, that is the coolest! They're so beautiful. They're I'll blame you for that. The iridescent the skin. Yep. They're Absolutely. just it's a lovely animal, and." Um, that was my childhood dream was realized when I when I uh, I was able to purchase one of those, and I've had her for quite some time. If anyone's listening and they have a, the Brazilian Rainbow Stud book, um, <laughs> let me know because I'm looking for a stud for her. Oh, I've got a stud for you. I know you told me about that. I know. Let's just you know, all right, get no, moving on. Well, listen, let's um, you know she likes to keep her options open, Blanca. Blanca, of course, being an interesting name because it relates to the geographical area where right. the animal comes from, which always makes for a good animal name. But right. we'll get to the animal we're, name yes, some other we're, time. we're definitely going to speak more about that. But I do appreciate that a lot. I do like that a lot. Um, is there anything else that you would like to uh, would like to add about what we're what we're doing now? Obviously, we're very excited about um, about the about the podcast and about the turtleroom.com. So please go check out the turtleroom.com. Uh, we are constantly updating and putting uh, new. We have a lot of videos. The new website um, is that's is, right. Has just now went, just, just went live, right? Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's wonderful. It's wonderful. So you can see us there over the internet, and then all obviously um, uh, YouTube. We're on now too with some videos. We've got a new video about to come out. Yep. Um, basically about detailing most of our projects that right. we have. If you want to see more specifically the animals that we've been talking about, um, we have videos of the ones that we're actually keeping, and we have. Uh, some you know some basic information on those right so now to where we go in the future where we go in the future that's a good one yeah. um personally i have i i was keeping a mad mad not too long ago i'm a really big fan of of them mm-hmm. i would love to try that again the one that i had uh, was you know perished was uh was killed in a dastardly act john went, john went on a trip and um, a very wonderful person who remained nameless accidentally um, had an accident. And it's it's one of those things. Okay, it it's happens. not it, right. It's no one's fault. It just well, it's his fault. But it's, it's, it was <laughs> it's also my fault. Whatever. Regardless, that's what I, I know. In the future, I want to keep. I, I want to try to do. I want to do that again because I love them. Mata Mata. Look them up online. They're the coolest. It's so interesting to hear John say it, and I know it's true, but. It just goes to show that we all have our different um, our different tastes and our different goals and plans for things. Because I would never, as lo- even though I've always loved Matamatas, I would never keep I would never keep one. Right, they're very they're very hard to keep. As far as yeah, it's just risk versus reward, and and they don't you know they don't 
they barely ever breed in captivity. I've only heard of um, two instances where they have, um, and those were hearsay. So um, that's that's a um, that's a long reaching. I mean, I would love to be the guy that that bred them in captivity, but obviously it's going to be, and that's a you know, I'm not going to go out and buy one tomorrow. Is what I'm, but right. one day my dream is to be the guy that's that, great that bred Matamatas. My um. My goal personally is is to um, breed and uh, work with more of the uh, Pixis um, genus, the spider tortoises, uh, flat-tailed spider tortoise Pixis planicauda, um, which um, is extremely rare and extremely unique, um, and can probably use help from um, educated and experienced keepers. Um, so I look forward to that. Um, also just continuing to work with the, sp the species that we've, uh, worked hard to, to, uh, build groups for now and already have had some success with. Right. We want to continue to build on, on what we got right now. Yeah. And I mean, for, as far as those projects go, and then as far as the website project and things like that go, um, Steve is absolutely amazing. And Steve Enders, com. I look forward to, to help continuing to help him and collaborate with, with people like John and Ben on, on getting information out there to people, um, helping educate the public and, and learning every day as well ourselves. All right, folks, this has been the podcast. I'm John. And I am Tony. And please visit com. If you have any more information, you would like more information, please email us, john at com. And Anthony at Theroom.com, and we'll get back to you as quickly as we possibly possibly can. We look forward to any feedback, so please feel free. Please. Thank you. Peace. <laughs>